Welcome to WeAreTechnology.com's User-Friendly 2.0 with host Bill Sickens, Technology Architect. And this is User-Friendly 2.0. We've got a great show for you this week. Bill Snodgrass is going to be joining us to review the Oculus Quest 2, the new virtual reality headset. And we've got some good things and maybe some not-so-good things to talk about with that. We've got a Q&A coming up this week, and we're going to be doing a little something special for Happy Halloween. Send us your questions and your comments, one user-friendly on Facebook, one user-friendly on Twitter, or give us a phone call. We actually still do that, and that number is 503-766-6264. Spending more time at home lately? Bring the beautiful outdoors inside your home with a gorgeous landscape from artist D.K. Bouillat. Stop by her virtual gallery at dkboljat.com and select a painting to beautify your home today. What's in the news? NASA to build Lunar 4G Network. So oh. this sounds really exciting, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, that sounds great. When we go to the moon, we'll have cell service. No, and, but I mean, it sounds like they're going back to the moon, which yes. is cool. Actually, NASA has announced that they're going back to the moon, and that is part of this. And the reason they're doing this is it actually kind of makes a lot of sense with a 4G network or a network of some type. They're able to control the vehicles remotely, be able to communicate, all of those kind of features. So putting this together actually kind of does make a lot of sense. The network's going to be based on 4G technology with its primary focus being on data transmission over voice. Although I do think that they will have voice transmission capability as well from what I've seen about it. I haven't been able to find out if your regular 4G cell phone will just work or if it's going to be specific devices for the use of NASA, which I would imagine. But uh, it's still going to be kind of interesting to see this because you talk about sci-fi and all of a sudden you have direct communication capability now from another planet. Hmm. The police can probably break into your iPhone. Yeah, so this is somewhat um, non-committal where this originally <laughs> came from with the probably and all the rest of it. I would say more likely than not, the police can break into your iPhone and Android phone too. And what's happening here is this has been a big deal because one of the sales pitches for smartphones. And one of the things that a lot of people find to be very important is the idea of the security of their data. I'm one of those people. And you want to know that the information within your phone is secure. And this became controversial a couple of years ago in a terrorist shooting in Los Angeles, in which the police tried to get into the iPhone and couldn't. And Apple was saying, well, it's a secure device. We don't have a back door. Now, from that, there's been this idea of putting back doors and all of the devices under a legal requirement. Of course, the moment you do that, the bad guys will get the keys and then anyone can get in. So it's no longer secure. So where we're at right now is there are a number of tools that have been developed for law enforcement that allow them to break into phones. And it does seem like they're able to do this on a very regular basis. No official announcements been made. But if you read about a lot of things that are happening where it involves information and evidence on a smartphone, they seem to be able to get into them most of the time. Oculus owners require Facebook accounts. Yeah, this is something that I'm not too sure I like. Uh, we're going to be reviewing the Quest 2 here coming up in a little bit today. And uh, from that standpoint, there's a lot of cool things. But that was one of the very first things. I had deactivated my Facebook account. It just became a thing that was taking a lot of time in life and not really benefiting everything. And it forced me to reactivate the account to... To turn on the Oculus Quest 2 device. 
In addition to that, if you get kicked off Facebook for any reason or whatever, they'll scrub your purchases and brick up your device. So I'm not sure that this is going That's to be really stressful. Yeah. And I don't know really if because you could have someone who just decides to, they don't like you and just make a complaint that's erroneous and then all your stuff is destroyed yeah and it locks you out and then you have to go through a process to try to unlock it yeah and yeah it does seem like you know facebook jail picks up an extra meaning here when it can actually lock out a piece of hardware that you've paid for and i have a feeling that we are going to see this change because a lot of people are not happy with this and uh, it's it's a situation where I don't think we need Big Brother, especially social media Big Brother, able to control what we do with our own gaming devices. Well, no, my problem with that is that I, I bought it from Oculus, not from Facebook. But Oculus is owned by Facebook. Yeah, Oculus it doesn't matter. It yeah. shouldn't matter. Well, Oculus and the, Facebook are supposed to be two separate you know, companies. This is the reason why I'm not happy with like the Tesla. Yeah. Because it's like, I think if you buy something and you pay out that money, it's yours. Yeah, and I, I agree with that. I think, you know, on a broader sense, you bring up Tesla and it makes sense with these type of things is how much control should a company have over something you pay for? Tesla yeah. and a lot of these other companies, their BMW is planning to do this too, where if you buy a car used, they'll disable features and make you pay for them again. And they can do that over the air, so it doesn't, you know, you don't have any say-so in the matter. And if you start to get in to try to change computer settings that are unauthorized, they can actually brick up your car. So, yeah. you know, again, this is a thing, this is a thing that's going to be, I think, met with some controversy. So we'll see how it goes. SpaceX Starlink Satellites Internet Service is expanding their beta test. Yeah, so for over the last year and a half, I believe it is, they've been launching lots and lots of satellites. Yep. To a point that if you have a telescope, you can see them up there. And uh, that's a whole nother story on people objecting to it's causing problems with the night sky. But what it is, is it's a service that's designed to bring internet connectivity to everywhere on Earth. And this is something that they've started putting together. It has very low latency. So if you've ever used satellite internet in the past, it was kind of, it worked faster than dial up, but it certainly had its problems. This is supposed to eliminate a lot of that. So from that standpoint, it seems like it could be a good service. They've had it in a very closed beta. They're expanding the beta now to include new users and more people worldwide. So we'll see what the feedback is on that and maybe even give it a try. There will be a Mandalorian Lego set. Yeah, so Jeremy, what do you think about this? Well, uh, I, I know there already are several sets for the Mandalorian, and I know they keep adding things, but I mean, they had... Originally, they came out with the ATST attack from um, that one planet episode with the it had the red red windows. Yeah, that set was available from the very beginning. But uh, the Razor Crest set, which is a really big one with a bunch of figures and it's all articulated, that set was available uh, the, uh, a couple weeks ago now, and that's like you know 150 bucks. So that's kind of cool. But there are, and you know, there are little things you can buy the figures. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know if they're knockoffs or whatever, but there's lots of sets of little Mandalorian figures. There's a, a brick heads set with the Mandalorian and the child and whatnot. Yeah, if you so. go through the toy aisle, oh, you're yeah. going to see lots of stuff for Mandalorian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know this new set that's coming out is the child holding the uh, gear shifter thing. And uh, so, you know, that's kind of cool. And everybody loves that character. So, well, almost everybody. 
but yeah, uh, I know. <laughs> it's a nice series. The Lego sets are nice. Um, you know, they've gone more green than they used to be. So they're the, the bricks are made out of a more uh, environment friendly plastic. So, yeah, you know. I know. I remember growing up when I would get Legos and it would be encased in the styrofoam uh-huh. thing. It was always a lot of fun to break up the styrofoam. I guess you can't do that anymore. Well, yeah, they don't include styrofoam. So it's uh, probably makes sense because Legos are not something that's going to exactly be damaged either. But um, no, that is uh, that's really cool. I know that a big reason that we didn't see a lot of toys and other marketing material with the child last year is they were trying to keep the character a secret and actually did pretty well. Yeah, yeah. they they did, and I, I'm I'm frustrated with the fact that they've already released all this stuff about the the new season and there's gonna be this character and that character and they're doing this and that and it's like shut up. Yeah, it's it's difficult to keep it secret, especially since the production's out now, but uh, yeah. You know, sometimes you just have to avoid all of that if you want to be able to see it and 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 be surprised or at least have new content that you didn't know was already going to be there. Zoom adds end-to-end encryption to calls. Yeah, this is probably a very good idea with all of the uh, Zoom bombing that's been going on with people being able to get into classrooms and Zoom meetings and all this kind of stuff. And I think this is an example that Zoom was really not prepared for what was going to happen with COVID. They offered a service. And the thing just took off as everybody went remote, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, when something suddenly becomes popular and you weren't expecting to be that popular. <laughs> so, you know, it's it, it definitely is a situation that this was necessary. So basically what this is, is you had encryption from your computer to the Zoom server. And what they're doing now is making it so that that encryption is continued all the way to the end of the person you're talking to. So if it's an encrypted connection, it makes it much more difficult for anybody to be able to get into the middle of that stream. So hopefully that will help out with some of the Zoom bombing and th- different things that have been going on and eliminate that because that actually can get very dangerous for classrooms and different things like that. They've had a number of incidents where very violent and other inappropriate things have been streamed into a classroom from an elementary school group or something like that. So definitely getting this secured is a logical next step. The way that you'll know if this is up is there's a green padlock at the bottom of the Zoom window that appears when it's encrypted, and that tells you that everything at least is supposed to be okay. Now, like with anything on the internet, it's possible for someone to break in. It's just a bigger lock on the front door, but it does make it more difficult and hopefully will help out with these problems. This is User-Friendly 2.0. We'll be back after the break. I was working in the lab late one night when my eyes beheld an eerie began to rise and suddenly to my surprise he did the monster man well I'm just shy and scared in this place I'm just a fish out of water from outer space you can see that the trip has left me tired and drained so why don't you be a pal and bring me some brains Welcome back. This is User-Friendly 2.0. As promised, we are going to talk about the new Oculus Quest 2. This is the new virtual reality headset that's going on sale for the holiday season this year that replaces some of their older technology, and we've all had a chance to try it out at this point. At least I hope we did. Did everybody? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Good, good, good. And uh, we've got some interesting things with this. I think let's, Bill, let's start with you. Now, you, uh, you know, focus on games and that type of thing a, a lot more than maybe the other three of us. 
What have you thought about it so far? What have you done with it? What's your overall feeling? Well, I didn't run into the same setup issues that you guys seem to have run into, but I also have set it up to work with Rift and with Steam. Okay. Now so it's definitely better than the Rift that you had. It has less of that, what do they call, screen door effect. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's been pretty good so far. As far as, you know, uh, cordless or even attached to my computer, it seems to be working pretty well. So to explain that, there's two modes of using this. The original Oculus Rift, which is the one that Bill was just talking about, had a tether on it. So you needed a computer that was capable of VR, uh, which what it comes down to is an expensive video card that will be able to run that. And then you had this tether and then it connected to the device and you had to set up uh, two sensors, which were actually cameras in different spots in the room and then kind of sync everything and get it to work. And then once it did, it worked really well. The screen door effect, which we'll talk about in a little more detail, is something that uh, that it did, but it was first generation. Now, the Quest 2 does not require a computer to work, but it can if you have games like we did for the old Rift, if you have other things that you want to run from a computer and have that VR-capable computer, then you can plug it in over a cable, which is a somewhat expensive cable to buy, but it does work. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you can kind of go from there. So that's what that's about. Now, Jeremy and Gretchen, um, Bill was alluding to some setup issues, and I know I ran into this, but let's let you tell us a little bit about what you had with that. Okay. Um, well, the set for me, and I have to preface this, that you and Bill are, and even Jeremy, are more experienced setting up video games. The last video game that I actually owned and had cartridges to was the original Atari. So the twenty six hundred. No, no, no. The, the the small the one that there's not the fancy one, the small one. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. anyways, um, so this was a big experience to do this all on my own, and because uh, Jeremy was busy doing something else, and so I've actually found a lot of things pretty easy. I really like the fact that um, the device itself is beautifully made. Um, I like the idea that it, we don't have the cable anymore, like on your original one. And the screen is amazing, but it did take some time to figure out how to navigate into the various areas. And I got trapped a couple of times in some spots <laughs> where it just wouldn't work and it wouldn't get past it. And so I'm like, I'm poking, you know, using the device and it's like, oh, why isn't it working? So I did the old tried and true, turn it off and on. And that seemed to solve that weird spot where I got stuck. See, I had the same type of thing. Turning it off and on again did resolve my problem too. I was halfway through the setup, and it comes up with this screen to set up if you want to stream. So since the headset is not connected to a computer, there may be other people in the room, and you want to stream to a television or a computer or something. Cool feature. But I didn't want to set it up right then, and it would not let me be on that screen. And uh, whatever you did, it just, the cancel button didn't work, and the other button tried to connect and, and wouldn't, and I didn't have anything to connect to. So uh, turning it off and on again, it got it to bypass that, and then it worked just fine after that. Now, one of the issues that I have with this, and it isn't so much with the device, it's with the logistics of it, is that you have to have a Facebook account in order to use it. And um, I know we touched upon that in the news a little bit earlier, but the bottom line of it is, I could see where that's going to frustrate a lot of people. What what do you think? Well, considering it bricks the system if you get your Facebook account banned. Yes, bricks the system, and they'll wipe all your purchases. That's a quote. Yeah, I think but, that's pretty unfair since I've paid for something and they're basically just taking my money and throwing it away. That's that's a little unfair. Yeah, that's stressful. But there and, is one thing that just came out too, is it has been jailbreaked. 
Yeah, I, I, I'm surprised that even took three days. <laughs> yeah. So, and what does jailbreak mean? It's a cell phone term where it used to be you were stuck to you know Verizon or AT and T or that. Jailbreaking was a term to be able to take your phone that you bought and go use it on someone else's network. So, yeah, so what it does is it basically jailbreaking your Quest basically takes it out of Facebook's hands. Yeah, so, so you're able to you're able to use it kind of on your own. A modern example of that would be with something like a Fire TV or another one of these streaming sticks. Um, they have it locked to their thing. You can go in and jailbreak it, and that is reformat it and then set it up the way you want. So th- that kind of a thing is uh, I was expecting it. I hadn't seen that it had happened yet, but it doesn't surprise me. And of course, we don't condone you know breaching those agreements and such. But it yeah, is out there. It is out there. No, it, and it's a part. Of, it's a part of the device. I mean, it's just it's what people do. So, but well, outside well, of that, we also happen to know that a, a person could complain about you without any validity and get your account turned off. Yeah, yeah. And there, there's there's things like that. It just you know it's something that I think we're going to see change a little bit as as I time goes so. by. But uh, but back to the device, um, I've been able to do a couple of different things with it. I've tried out a couple of games. There's a roller coaster game I like that's nuts. And uh, you're on this old roller coaster going through abandoned mine shafts with rocks falling at you. And they've added a feature where you can now shoot back at things with a crossbow. So that's kind of fun. You know, <laughs> I haven't been able to find that. I was trying to find what you were talking about. And um, even Bill told me about something. And I'm like, I found Bill. He, he's, I, I have, I'm connected to him. But I don't know what that means, and, and I'm seeing some of the stuff that he's been trying, but I can't get into the games that you guys are playing. Right, right. And, you know, we're almost out of time here already. Bill, in the next 30 seconds, tell us about what you've tried out on it. Uh, let's see. I've gotten a zombie shooting game. I've tried a lot of free ones that were pretty decent. Uh, one encounter I had that was really kind of rough was there was a game about giant robots and fighting, and when I went in, it was free, but then I had to pay if I wanted the campaign and co-op stuff. But the real problem was, is there was two people online and only one was looking for a group. Yeah, that can, that can limit you. <laughs> that can really limit you big time. So, well, listen, we'll have to dive back into this. The time went by fast. Are you going to buy a virtual reality headset this holiday season? What do you think of it? What are your experiences? Let us know. One user-friendly on Facebook and Twitter. This is User-Friendly 2.0. We'll be back after the break. Cyclops, my valet. A centaur tries my chariot that takes me down the way. A river made of fire. Through a street that's paved in bones. I got a dozen zombie skeletons to walk me to my throne. In the lands of the dead. Heck, boy, in his grand. I'm the overlord of the. Welcome back. This is User-Friendly 2.0. This is the Q&A. This is where we answer your questions, and we got a lot of them in this week on this Halloween. Send us your questions and your comments. One user-friendly on Facebook, one user-friendly on Twitter. You can also give us a call at 503-766-6264. That phone number is answered 24-7. Leave your message. We'll get it. We might even put you on the air. What questions do we have this week? What? 
is a deep fake. Yeah, with the election coming up, this has been something that has been uh, talked about a lot more. And this has been a thing for a while, but as technology improves, they're getting better. First of all, to define the term, a deep fake is something called synthetic media in which a person in an existing image or video is replaced with someone else's likeness. And what they're able to do is basically have anybody say or do anything. And this is something that's actually getting quite scary in some ways. The, you know, the first use of it, I guess, would be is for politicians and different things like that, being able to create a situation where it looks like someone else is saying or doing something that they didn't actually do that's completely fake. But this has been actually taken to a next step where on a very popular app, especially in Europe, called Telegram, where you can actually use Telegram to send a picture of somebody and they'll send back a nude version of it. And that is something that is extremely, you know, that can really upset. And it's not something uh, something that you would want. So we're seeing this across the board. In some ways, it's kind of funny. In some ways, it's really not. And yeah. it's just something to be aware of. How are they keeping Los Angeles Comic Con safe this year? Well, it actually turns out they're not. We just got an announcement that they're canceling this year, uh, which I kind of expected that they were going to do and going to hold it next next fall on their normal dates. But what they were originally planning to do was try to rent the entire convention center down in Los Angeles where they were holding the Comic Con. It was originally set for December, and they were going to try to space people out, space vendors out, and that type of thing. But Anyone that's been to an event like this knows that that probably wouldn't work. And um, you're going to have people queuing up at different, you know, things to see celebrities and all that kind of thing. And I think a lot of people pulled out of it, too, just because of the concern for COVID. So it's being rescheduled to next year. One thing that's kind of a footnote on this is we're starting to see some technology that's able to clean the air in a building using the HVAC system. So I'm going to look into that a little bit more and see what's involved in that, because we might start seeing that as conventions start happening again next year. Does technical certification still help to get a job? I would say the short answer to this is yes, under certain circumstances. So what this is, is talking about something that back in the early 2000s and late 90s was a bigger deal than it is today in many ways, where you could go out and get certified by, say, Microsoft or whoever, And once you had that certification, you were an engineer and you would get hired. Now, today, there's a little less focus post, you know, put on that kind of stuff, but it still definitely exists out there. One of the certifications that I do is Amazon Web Services. And that one I found is a big deal. And people like to know that you do know what you're doing. Microsoft still offers their stuff. A good place to start if you do want to get a technical certification is something that has been an old standby and is still out there. And that's what's called A plus certification. And that's your basics on the computers. It's not terribly difficult to get. It is a respected certification company and something to get you started, which leads me to our next question. How do you know if a certification is recognized? Yeah, and this is the second part of this that actually has become kind of a problem because there is no official register of certifications, if you would. So Hmm. if you go to a college, you can tell if those credits are respected, if the credentials are there, that kind of a thing. Certifications are a little bit different. A lot of certifications are offered by the company that makes the product. So we just talked a little bit a minute ago about Amazon Web Services. All of the certifications for Amazon Web Services are by Amazon. So as long as you respect them as a company to issue the certification, which they are, then you're good to go. But there are a lot of other companies that, well, we'll take our classes and we'll certify you that nobody's ever heard of. And that is a lot less likely to be able to help you get a job or get a promotion 
because from that standpoint, uh, who knows? I mean, it would be possible for me to go file a company tomorrow, build certification company, and start issuing certifications, and there's nothing illegal about it, but it is definitely not something that would be recognized by most employers. <laughs> wow. Hey, it's a great certification company, Fly-By-Night yes. Industries. Fly-By-Night <laughs> Industries it is. You have to watch all this stuff, you know, in all these different fields, because there are good and there are bad, and it's just a matter of doing your homework and dealing with trying to get the information and making sure that you're not getting scammed. Because... There are so many people, there's a lot of good, legitimate companies out there that do this, but the other side of it is, is there's also a lot of people that just want to separate you from your money, and they'll charge a lot. Don't be, you know, don't question that. You'll get charged, but you're not necessarily going to get anything as a benefit for it. This is User-Friendly 2.0. We'll be back after the break. working in the lab late one night, when my eyes beheld an eerie sight, for my monster from its slab began to... The monster man. When I find the living aboard, there's a place I go. I answer the call, go over the wall where the crosses are rolling around. Welcome back to User-Friendly 2.0. Hey, happy Halloween! And guess what? We have a special treat for you this time. It's The Raven by Edgar Allan Poe. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and wary, over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as of someone gently rapping, rapping at my chamber door. "'Tis some visitor,' I muttered, tapping at my chamber door, only this and nothing more. Ah, distinctly I remember it was a bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly I wished the morrow. Vainly I had sought the borrow from my book's surcase of sorrow. Sorrow for the lost Lenore. For the rare and radiant maiden, whom the angels named Lenore, nameless here forevermore. And the silken sad and certain rustling of each purple curtain thrilled me, filled me with fantastic terrors never felt before so that now, to still the beating of my heart, I stood repeating, This some visitor entering entrance at my chamber door, some late visitor entering entrance at my chamber door. This is it and nothing more. Presently my soul grew stronger, hesitating then no longer. Sir, said I, or madam, truly your forgiveness I implore. But the fact is, I was napping, and so gently you came rapping, and so faintly you came tapping, tapping at my chamber door. Thus I scarce was sure I heard you. Here I opened wide the door. Darkness there, and nothing more. Deep into that darkness peering, long I stood there wondering, fearing, doubting, dreaming dreams no mortal ever dared to dream before. But the silence was unbroken, and the stillness gave no token, and the only word there spoken was the whispered word, Lenore. This I whispered, and an echo murmured back the word Lenore. Merely this, and nothing more. Back into the chamber turning, all my soul within me burning, soon again I heard a tapping, somewhat louder than before. 
Surely, said I, surely that is something at my window lattice. Let me see, then, what thereat is, and this mystery explore. Let my heart be still a moment, and this mystery explore. Tis the wind, and nothing more. Open here I flung the shutter, when, with a many a flirt and flutter, in there stepped a stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least obeisance made he, not a minute stopped or stayed he, but with the mien of lord and lady, perched above my chamber door, perched upon a bust of palace just above my chamber door, perched and sat, and nothing more. Then this ebony bird beguiling my sad fancy into smiling, by the grave and stern decorum of the countenance it wore. Though thy crest be shorn and shaven, thou, I said, art sure no craven, ghastly grim and ancient raven, wandering from thy nightly shore. Tell me what thy lordly name is on this night's Plutonian shore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Much I marveled, this ungainly fowl, to hear discourse so plainly, though its answer little meaning, little relevancy bore. For we cannot help agreeing that no living human being ever yet was blessed with seeing bird above his chamber door, bird or beast upon the sculptured bust above his chamber door, with such a name as nevermore. But the raven, sitting lonely on placid bust, spoke only that one word, as if his soul in that one word did he outpour. Nothing farther than he uttered, not a feather than he fluttered, till I scarcely more than muttered, Other friends have flown before. On the morrow he will leave me, as my hopes have flown before. Then the bird said, Nevermore. Startled at the stillness broken by reply so aptly spoken. Doubtless, I said, what it utters is only stock and store, caught from some unhappy master whom unmerciful disaster followed fast and followed faster till his song one burden bore, till the dirges of his hope that melancholy burden bore of never, nevermore. But the raven still beguiling my sad fancy into smiling. Straight I wheeled a cushioned seat in front of bird and bust and door. Then upon the velvet sinking, I betook myself to linking, fancy unto fancy, thinking that this ominous bird of yore, what this grim, ungainly, ghastly, gaunt, and ominous bird of yore, meant in croaking nevermore. This I sat engaged in guessing but no syllable expressing to the fowl whose fiery eyes now burned into my bosom's core. This and more I sat divining, with my head at ease reclining, on the cushion's velvet lining that the lamplight gloated o'er, but whose velvet violet lining with the lamplight gloating o'er, she shall press, ah, nevermore. Then, methought, the air grew denser, perfumed from an unseen censer, swung by seraphim whose footfalls tinkled on the tufted floor. Wretch, I cried, thy God hath lent thee, by these angels he hath sent thee, respite, respite and epithene, from my memories of Lenore. Quaff, oh quaff this kind of hethy, and forget this lost Lenore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, 
thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil. Whether tempter sent, or whether tempest tossed thee here ashore, desolate yet all undaunted, on this desert land enchanted, on this home by horror haunted, tell me truly, I implore, is there, is there balm in Gilead? Tell me, tell me, I implore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Prophet, said I, thing of evil, prophet still, if bird or devil, by the heaven that bends above us, by that God we both adore, tell this soul with sorrow laden, if within the distant Aden it shall clasp a sainted maiden whom the angels name Lenore, clasp a rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore, quoth the raven, nevermore. Be that word our sign of parting, bird or fiend, I shrieked, upstarting. Get thee into the tempest and the night's plutonium shore. Leave no black plume as a token of that lie thy soul hath spoken. Leave my loneliness unbroken. Quit the bust above my door. Take thy beak from out my heart, and take thy form from off my door. Quoth the raven, nevermore. And the raven, never flitting, still is sitting, still is sitting on the pallid bust of Pallas, just above my chamber door, and his eyes have all the seeming of a demon's that is dreaming, and the lamplight over him streaming throws his shadow on the floor, and my soul from out that shadow that lies floating on the floor shall be lifted nevermore. This is User-Friendly 2.0. We'll be back after the break. Look around, though you won't be found. It's just you, Edgar Allen and me. Sitting here on the ground. Dead leaves in the trees all around you. Come this Welcome back. This is User-Friendly 2.0. Great show this week. Upcoming event announcements, there aren't any. Keep it safe for Halloween. As we said earlier in the show, the Los Angeles Comic-Con has canceled for this year, and I think that was the last one that was out there. One thing I would recommend, though, they did a virtual cosplay championship this fall with New York City Comic-Con. It's on uh, YouTube. Very interesting to watch. A lot of really cool stuff that's been out there. I really like the guy that got the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest wings, mechanical operating wings. Hmm. So uh, he did for his Hawk character. So there's some there's some cool stuff out there still to see. When we can get back to stuff next year, that'll be a lot of fun. But uh, boy, tell me about reading the Raven. That was an interesting experience for us. Well, I mean, I've I've heard it several times. You know, listening to different um, famous voice actors do it. Reading it yourself is different. Yeah, <laughs> reading it yourself and reading it out loud and understanding where the the character is coming from, you know? <laughs> yeah, the character motivation and all of the all of the rest yeah. of it, you know. I, so. I took a class on Edgar Allan Poe when I was in high school. 
Oh, cool. So I yeah, I, uh, there's a lot of like stuff in his work that comes back to his many wives, loves. I'm never sure on those cousins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you can definitely Cousin hear wives. <laughs> you know, it sounds and, and I I heard on some kind of a I forgot what show that was that Edgar Allan Poe had a strange death, strange incidents that w- led up to before he died. So it sounds like he was an interesting person. You know His what I mean? Life, like he drew a lot of stuff from life. Um, my understanding is he was actually like a really happy go lucky guy for the most part. It just, he suffered so much with like everyone he loved basically died from horrible diseases or accidents. And it was just kind of rough on him. But when the Raven came out, he actually would chase kids around going never more because it's funny. <laughs> that's that was cool. just, that was just his thing. <laughs> so no, that's uh... That's interesting. Well, Quest 2.0, we'll talk about that a little bit more as we get some more experience on it, maybe some of the other ones. Important to point out, we got those provided at less than retail cost, so we could review it. But if you want to buy one, they're $2.99 for the basic version or $3.99 for the one with the upgraded memory. I do recommend getting the extra memory if you can. It's kind of like having a bigger hard drive in it, and since it stores its stuff internally, it would be very easy to run out of space on that thing very quickly. Mm -hmm. So. And uh, we're still working on the cables. If you need the $80 cable or if the other ones will work so far, we've been having good luck using third party. They don't recommend it, but, you know, it'll save you a few bucks. So as long as it doesn't mess up the unit, might be a good way to go. But they always want you buying the original accessories and all the rest of that. Send us your questions and your comments, 503-766-6264. One user-friendly on Facebook, one user-friendly on Twitter. Keep it safe this Halloween. Until next week, this is User-Friendly 2.0, keeping you safe on the cutting edge. User-Friendly 2.0 is copyright 2020, User-Friendly Media Group, Inc. The views and opinions expressed in this show are those of the host and not necessarily User-Friendly Media Group, Inc. or this station. Music licensing by BMI. Hosting provided by wearetechnology.com. Podcast available at theanswerportland.com or userfriendlyshow.com.